Hello everyone, welcome to the latest Free Marketeers news roundup for the week ending 23 July 2021. To start off with, South Africa's new TV license law has been published. The South African Broadcasting Corporation has launched this bill for public comment. The bill has kept the SABC's TV licensing scheme rather than adopting a household levy, and it does not expand the requirement of a TV license beyond buying television sets. It is not pronounced on whether private subscription broadcasters such as DSTV and Netflix will have to collect TV licenses on the SABC's behalf. The bill outlines the penalties payable to those who evade paying their TV license fee and allows the SABC to appoint inspectors with the powers to enter any property to execute their duties. Now, authorized inspectors may enter upon any land to do their jobs, so long as they do not try and gain entry into a home after dark without a warrant or the occupier's permission. So the SABC continuing to try and find ways and the government continuing to try and find ways to collect revenue for the ailing state broadcasting company. Our next item, South African cities hit by Moody's rating downgrades. Moody's Investors Service downgraded five South African cities, placing them deep into junk territory. Included in the, in the rating action were Johannesburg, Cape Town, Ikuruleni, Nelson Mandela Bay, and Umaklutsi. The Ikuruleni Water Care Company was also downgraded. The rating downgrades reflect rising liquidity pressure as a result of material shortfalls in revenue collection, which Moody's expects to last in the context of, a, of weak growth. South Africa regional and local governments are likely to draw down on cash buffers with different starting positions eroding their capacity to absorb future shocks. Our next item, some data released by NetStar in terms of the scale of supply chain disruption caused by the last few weeks of looting and violence, especially in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. Now, according to NetStar, more than three quarters of the trucks in KZN cancelled or delayed trips last week or two weeks ago, highlighting the scale of supply chain disruption from the rioting and looting, which further whacked South Africa's fragile economic prospects. NetStar, which provides vehicle tracking fleet management services, said more than 30,000 trips were put on hold as crowds went on the rampage, setting ablaze commercial buildings and torching dozens of trucks on the N3 highway. The South African Property Owners Association has said the cost to the economy, which is not expected to recoup losses in 2020 when it slumped the most in a, in a century during the pandemic, is likely to top 50 billion rand. According to NetStar, between July 10 and 16th, its client's ability to deliver goods nationwide fell more than 74% compared to the previous three months, and KZN was affected the most with more than 78% of transport vehicles being unable to travel during the violence. Finally, uh, our second to last point, the International Monetary Fund, or IMF, has published a study in May which suggests civil unrest will have a significant impact on economic growth in South Africa. Now, the study itself wasn't focused on South Africa. It was focused more on the impact of social unrest, but we can extrapolate from it in terms of the effect that social unrest will have on the South African economy especially after the last two weeks. The IMF released its findings on the economic consequences of social unrest. The bottom line is that on average, the IMF calculates that gross domestic product remains about one percentage point below its pre-shock level a year and a half after a major protest.
South Africa was widely seen as not getting back to pre-pandemic levels of output before 2023, so recent violence and looting will set this back even further. Confidence has been battered for years, while uncertainty has been a byword for policy in South Africa, which clearly has limited political space on this front. And South Africa's state institutions are anything but strong. Civil society and the private sector are in a different league, which gives some scope for hope. The IMF also notes that countries with weak fundamentals pre-pandemic are expected to suffer the most, and this should, should social discontent turn into unrest. Then our last news item regarding Transnet, um, the, the state-owned logistics rail and port company has been hacked. Um, it has been hit by an apparent cyber attack with its IT system, several of its websites, and its vital Navis container terminal operating system offline as of Thursday morning, so as of 22 July 2021. Uh, the Transnet Group issued a statement later on Thursday confirming that it is, quote, experiencing disruption on its IT network, end quote. However, it made no mention of whether this was related to a cyber attack. A cyber attack. From what I, I've read, it seems that Transnet is trying to do some of its operations manually. So this will in turn have very negative effects on port operations and affect the moving of goods through ports and railway systems. That's our news roundup for this week. I hope all of you have a good weekend. Try and stay warm as much as you can. Let's see if we're subject to more load shedding this weekend. Until next time, take care.